Hey love, welcome to Sophie Empowers, the podcast. I'm Sophie, a mindset and business coach for busy women wanting to start their entrepreneurial journey. If you have ideas and you are wanting to turn them into a business, you are in the right place. In my podcast, I will be sharing some tips and tricks I've learned from balancing being a mom of two, a wife, a business owner, and still working my nine to five. I will also be inviting other women entrepreneurs to tell the stories and share valuable tips that can help you start and grow your business as well. Stay tuned. Hello, Rob. Thank you for being in Sophie Empowers podcast. Can you please introduce yourself? Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Rob Hergett. I um, I own a number of businesses. Uh, one is monkeydo.com, another is Boost Your Business, but I'm actually up to 11 businesses right now that, uh, that I have going on. Um, I was uh, born and raised in, in Miami, Florida, lived there almost my entire life. And um, uh, basically I have been an entrepreneur since I probably was eight or nine, 10 years old and um, have always worked for myself. Uh, started really kind of in college full-time uh, working with my father and then um, uh, in the insurance business and then uh, partnering with him when I graduated college and buying him out probably about five or six years later. So that was kind of the start to my entrepreneurial journey. Wow, such an interesting story. Well, let's get started with your eight-year-old uh, <laughs> entrepreneurial journey. What were you doing as an eight-year-old? It's funny because I don't know what got me into it, but uh, I, you know, I always liked, you know, back in the, when I started, it was more about making money and so forth and kind of doing my own thing. I actually sold stationery uh, around the neighborhood. I found a company that uh, I could buy at wholesale. And I literally at probably 10 years old, walked around the neighborhood and sold stationary. And that was the start. And then I started a little um, kind of a, a home help yourself business. Uh, I remember painting faces and soffits and mowing lawns and scooping up horse stuff in, in Miami for next to nothing. So I was always out there doing something, looking for a way to, to make money and, and kind of doing it myself. Wow, that's nice. Hearing your story as an eight-year-old, I remember when I was um, probably maybe 10, maybe eight, oh, I'm not sure exactly. We used to make candy out of condensed milk. I used to live back home in Africa. So, I mean, I used to sell those, make those candy out of condensed milk and we'll tie them in a little plastic bag and, set, and sell it for like 25 cents to like our friend at school. So that's like really interesting. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it back then, but now I'm like, huh, I did start it a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, you know, and it kept going. In, in middle school, I remember uh, um, buying candy at the store and then going to school and selling it to all the kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. at profits. And I went to a boarding school for uh, uh, for high school up in St. Louis. Me too. And, um, oh, did you? I did. Oh, well, very it was cool. In Africa, we went. My parents used to travel, so I guess they didn't really have time for us. <laughs> I I loved it. It was it was like being in college, but uh, but I was you know I was high school age. But 
Right. You know, it, it was uh, Sunday night. We always had uh, we always had a big uh, uh, spread in the cafeteria for Sunday lunch, but Sunday dinner was always ugh, not so good. <laughs> so I came up with an, an idea and uh, roped a, a buddy of mine into uh, uh, you know to helping me. But we um, we worked a deal with a pizza place there locally. They had a deal already: buy two get one free. So we marked up all the prices and went to both the guys' dorm and the girls' dorm and took orders every Sunday late afternoon for pizza because really nobody wanted to go to the cafeteria. <laughs> and so we made a markup on all the pizzas. Then every third one was free. So we oh, actually wow. made pretty good pretty good money, and everybody was thrilled to death. We went and you know went and picked up all the pizzas uh, and delivered them. Uh, to to the guys' dorm and the girls' dorm, so it just kept going. You know, it just it was always something. It's nice that you keep finding new ways to you know to to either make money or some kind of profit. You know, it's like the demand is there, and I have the the solution. Exactly. <laughs> creativity, entrepreneurship should all be about creativity, and if it's not, something's going wrong. But uh, so yeah, it's solving problems. That's that's pretty much what it is, solving problem. I love that. So you mentioned that you have 11 businesses all together. I do. How do you balance or manage them? It, it's it's actually not really easy, but uh, I owned for, you know, like I said, I partnered with my father in the insurance business and bought them out. I had that business for about 25 years. And, you know, that was all about my efforts. It was my 24 hours a day. It was, you know, me dealing with uh, corporations and their insurance. Um, and I'd always wanted to create a charitable and philanthropic company. So I finally sold the insurance business. I'm like, okay, it's time to do, you know, time to put up or shut up with uh, this other idea. So I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I always envied people who could could run a business from a beach in Tahiti, you know, on a, on a computer, you could run it anywhere in the world. And I love the idea of, instead of my 24 hours, you know, create a business that was internet-based that was running 24 hours a day while I was asleep on vacation or working. Um, so the first company I, I created was a company called monkeydough.com. And the idea behind it was I had been involved in fundraising in, in lots of different ways, but I always kind of, you know, I hate asking people for money and, you know, yeah. with fundraising, it's all about donations and so forth. So I wanted to create a company that actually provided benefits back in return. It was not asking for a donation. So hmm. Monkey Dough is a, uh, is a national discount club. We've got about 350,000 merchants that participate. People join, it's a membership program and a huge percentage of it goes back to our charitable partners. So we're 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 incentivizing consumers to support their local merchants. Yeah, we're saving the consumer, on average, two to five thousand dollars per year being a member of Monkey Dough, and a good portion of that is going back to raise money for uh, schools, nonprofits, youth leagues, you know, whatever charitable organizations that we uh, that we partner with. And our goal is to raise a hundred million dollars a year. So. Mm. Um, so that was, that was, that was kind of the start. And that, that is today is still my passion. You know, what we can do as far as making an impact. Um, it's very social entrepreneurial, which I like. Um, and the cool thing is we have people working with us that are out there working with nonprofits. Uh, so they're helping us to raise money for the nonprofits, but they're raising their affiliates of our program. So they're, you know, they're earning 
substantial money for themselves. So we are, you know, we, we've got a fourth prong where we're helping, you know, people, particularly in this COVID environment, right. you know, earn an extra dollar, uh, actually make a, a really good income helping other organizations. Huh. So that was kind of the start. And then it just, it kept going. One of our three prongs is to support local merchants. So we've developed an enormous amount of technology and strategies to help businesses, local businesses, not only survive in this environment, but thrive. We, we, you know, we deal with businesses' reputations in a way that nobody, frankly, nobody, I don't believe in the world is doing. We are marketing, we're building, we're managing, but we're then marketing a business's reputation and we're bringing customers to them. Um, Yeah, we, we have a program for restaurants called Restaurant Hero that is, uh, uh, that is actually driving uh, large amounts of customers and getting data on the customers, name, email, text. We've created a really unique VIP loyalty club. Um, and then, uh, and, and so we're able to market to them and then they're able to share with their friends, and make it viral. So that's just kind of, it's just a, you know, a nonstop way of solving problems for local, you know, supporting mm-hmm. local commun- communities. Nice. I love this. So yeah. for, for someone who runs their business online, what are certain resources uh, they should be looking at? Yeah. I, the first thing I tell anybody, I actually uh, was asked to speak at a public affairs conference a couple of years ago on social entrepreneur, on social entrepreneurship, um, which a lot of people are probably not even aware of that concept, but it's really doing good for others while creating your own business and so forth. And what I tell any entrepreneur, any, anyone that's looking to be an entrepreneur, the first thing they should do is, is look inside, look in the mirror and figure out who you are. What is your personal mission statement? Um, I'm one who, and I, I shouldn't say, I, you know, because it wasn't always this case, but I'm a big believer in, in creating your own business, not just to make a dollar, but to make an impact on either people or businesses or you know, nonprofits or communities or whatever, but to create, you know, to create value for somebody. So the first thing I will tell anybody is, is kind of figure out what your mission statement is. If you're looking to be a, a coach, you know, there's a lot of people creating online programs, coaching. Right. Well, if you don't have empathy, if you don't have compassion, if you don't have teachability, probably not the, the profession you should go into. Um, if you're looking to help you know, nonprofits or people, you know, in poverty or whatever, you've got to have your own empathy there. You've got to be a caring person. So I'm a big believer before you start any business mm-hmm. is figure out who you are and what you want to be. And also figure out who the people are that you want to attract to your business, whether they're customers, right. relationships, vendors, and make sure that you're the type of person that's going to attract those people. Um, which I think a lot of people don't necessarily look at. Um, one other thing that I think people um, need to be aware of if they're not an entrepreneur now, one of the biggest issues most entrepreneurs have, and I will put myself into that, we beat ourselves up a lot. You know, it's- Guilty. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't meet those goals. I didn't, I didn't accomplish exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, we work ridiculous hours and there was a stat that, that came out that a lot of, a, a big majority of children of entrepreneurs 
uh, did not go, did not become an entrepreneur because they saw what their parents are doing. So before you get into it, understand a couple of things. First off, helping children see that being an entrepreneur is a passion of mine. But if they're seeing us beating ourselves up and, and, and just all work, 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 and no play, who the heck wants to go into that? I don't care how much money you're making. So one of the things I learned, there's a gentleman in, in, in uh, Canada. He's uh, his title is the entrepreneurial coach. His name is Dan Sullivan. Um, And he's got clients like Tony Robbins. He's, he is the entrepreneurial coach. And one of his big things is talking about the horizon. You know, instead of having a goal saying, I'm going to make X amount of money this year. And then at the end of the year saying, oh, geez, I didn't do that. I didn't help this amount of people. I didn't do this. Look at the horizon. You're never going to get to the horizon. Um, it's always going to be a work in progress. So from day one, January 1st, if you're looking at calendar year, look at where you started and then look at the progress. As long as you have progress, then you're succeeding every day, every week, every month, every year. So it gets rid of the beating up, you know, that I didn't accomplish this. Yes, you did. You you made a whole lot of progress. Right. The the other thing that I share with people that, that I got from, are you familiar with Bob Proctor? If you're familiar with that name? I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, you're familiar with the law of attraction. It, it was am. a video that came out and so forth. Yeah. He was he was the main speaker in that. He's a kind of a motivational guy up in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege to sit down with him for about 30 minutes years wow. ago. Um, we were at a we were at a business function together. He was just sitting there, and I I came up uh, and introduced myself, and he says, "Sit down, you know, sit down, son, and and let's talk." And we ended up talking for about 30 minutes. And one of his biggest things is dream huge. You know, entrepreneurs are dreamers. The problem is many entrepreneurs don't back it up with effort. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you're not backing it up with effort, then all you're doing is dreaming. But dream huge. And if, if you can figure out how you can achieve your goals, you have not dreamt big enough. Because if you can figure out how to achieve them, those goals are all about you. If you dream so big that you can't figure it out, then it's about other people because you're going to need other people to come in and and help you. I've never forgotten that. It was probably 20 years ago. He told me that. And I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, shooting for the stars, but it's true. You know, if we're just focusing on what we can achieve, then it's all about us. So I'm a big believer in it's all about lots of people. Um, Two resources I have for you. The first one is, it's called the 21 Suggestions for Success by Jackson Brown. Not the singer Jackson Brown, but if you Google it, you'll find it. It's a, it's a yellow, looks like a PDF with a kind of an orangish red outline on it. There okay. are 21 suggestions. And most people are looking and say, what does this have to do with being an entrepreneur? It doesn't necessarily all have to be about doing an entrepreneur but it's about life. Uh, the first one is marry the right person. This one decision will determine 90% of your happier, ha- happiness or misery. Hmm. I will tell you this, as an entrepreneur, you better have a supportive partner, um, a very supportive partner. And the last one on here is don't do anything that, that, uh, that wouldn't make your mom proud, um, which again, I think is huge. Um, 
you know, in business, particularly as an entrepreneur, because it's your business, you, you know, you do it the right way. Um, but there's things in here is uh, give people more than they expect and do it cheerfully. Work at something you enjoy and that's worthy of your time and talent. Yeah. Um, commit yourself to constant improvement. Are those not entrepreneurial? I mean, to me, I mean, this is works, my... What's it works that? both ways. It works both ways. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're trying to uh, level up the ladder at your job, you know, whatever it is, is like life advice. And it would definitely be beneficial to you if you're an entrepreneur as well. This is my favorite list that I've ever found. I, love I saw that. it actually, I saw it framed on a, in a, in a business in an office one time and I, I Googled it and, and find it and share it a lot, but uh, be honest, be a self-starter, be loyal, commit yourself to quality. All of those, I won't go through all of them, but all of those to me are key to being a quality entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur. The love other that. one that I would uh, give you is uh, it's a book called The Science of Getting Rich, which has a, a bad title uh, or a connotation. And that's something I would love to discuss because uh, particularly I, I discussed it in great detail in the social entrepreneur. You know, making a lot of money sometimes has a bad connotation. Sometimes entrepreneurs are looked down on because, oh, we're, we're greedy, you know, we're working on our own, we're making lots of money, whatever it may be. I look at a completely different animal. We were born to live in abundance. I believe that. Yes. Um, we all were. And honestly, it's one of the few things that I believe that it is our right. It is our, it is our obligation to live our life in abundance. Um, and instead of saying, oh, I only want to make a, a certain amount of money, or I'm only in this to make money, money right. that's the selfish aspect. If all of us were billionaires, what could we do in the world? What impact could we make? I'm not talking about that you have to give away all your money, mm -hmm. but by being have, living in abundance, you can do more than you can by living in non-abundance, if that's a term. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm a big believer in, in doing as well as you can, making as much as you can, because you can make a bigger impact in the world by doing that. Yeah. So, um, again, it's probably, it's, you know, it's, it's a little on my soapbox. It is a passion. I mean, it is, I'm a big believer in, in getting people to, you know, to want to strive to do their best, right? not just for them, but for their family, for their community, for whoever they would like to support, um, and, and be supportive of. I love that. I read actually the science of getting rich and, uh, they also have an audio on YouTube. I was going to say, you don't even have to yeah, buy it. You, you don't I, have to. Yeah, I listen to it in the car all the time. And, and you've, you've heard it, but for anyone that's listening, it is not about getting rich. That's the no. problem with the title. And it was written a hundred years ago. So the first 10 minutes of it is going to sound really weird because they're talking about the Rockefellers as in mm -hmm. present time and, and so forth. The science of getting rich is about attracting Thanks. good into your life. Everything that you want in your life from the person that you marry, assuming you want to marry somebody right. to the house that you live in, to, to the job that you have, to the, you know, the city that you live in, to the amount of money that you want to make. It's all about attracting. It's, it's creating a vision. It um, is. And uh, that's one of the other things I think for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, you better have a pretty strong vision 
because you're going to get beat up a lot. You're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of negative people saying, hey, your idea is bad. Not or what work. are you thinking? Or jealous people that you have a great idea, but they're not supportive of you. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a vision. And that vision, again, should be bigger than you, but at least it should be beyond expectations and it should be rock solid. And if it's not, you need to work on making it rock solid. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, uh, starting my entrepreneurial journey, that was one of the biggest thing, my mindset. I had to literally unlearn everything that I've learned growing up because my father is um, an economist. So oh. everything is all about money. What you're spending? Why are you spending this? Are you sure? <laughs> Even getting an allowance earlier um, in, when we were younger in school, we had to like break down everything that, <laughs> you know, why are we spending this? Why we need a certain amount of money? So I grew up with like a, a, a different mindset when it comes to money. And I had so much restriction, resistance when it comes to money. So that was like one of the big um, change that I had to do. And mindset work, that was like, I guess, at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I had to break out of my old mindset, learn new things so I can move forward. Otherwise, I used to get really stuck at the beginning. Yeah. And, and, you know, and think about it. Actually, it was um, (laughs) going back to that conference I spoke in. I, I, I heard this right before that, and I'd never thought about it. But if, if you're a believer in the law of attraction, which I absolutely am, because I've seen yeah. it, I've seen it a zillion times. So I, I'm a hundred percent believer in it. What, you know, in this country, you know, there is a huge divide between the very well off and the very, uh, and the very poor. Mm-hmm. But what, what I heard, which was interesting, I never really thought about this is what do the poor think about, you know, their thought process is. I have no money. Yeah. I have no opportunity. I I have nothing. Somebody else has it. They're getting it all. So it's kind of a resentment. Mm-hmm. It's all negative energy. Um, what do the very wealthy think about? And I'm not saying, you know, all the wealthy are wonderful people and, and you know, it, but they're thinking about opportunity. They're thinking about wealth. They're thinking about abundance. They're thinking about what is the next thing that they can do. And I'm a big believer that, Money makes bad people worse and good people better. Um, just always have felt that. And uh, so I love I love to see very, very, very successful people who are just quality, quality people. Because you don't always see that. But um, if you are wanting to be an entrepreneur and the, you know, the 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 purse is a little, a little uh empty, um First off, you do not want to go, you don't want to start a business in debt. You, you need to figure out a way financially to, to start your business gradually. You do not want to go into serious debt right. um, because it's, it's, it's really difficult to, uh, um, to make things work when you're stressing about where the next dollar is coming from. Um, there's nothing wrong with keeping a full-time job while building your whatever, whether it's an online business or whether it's something else. You, you want to be at ease. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to focus on, oh my gosh, where's the next dollar coming from? You want to focus on, again, your vision. What is your vision for your life and for your business and for what you want to do? That's what you want to focus on because all of a sudden, one little opportunity pops, another opportunity pops, and all of a sudden money's coming in. If you are fretting over where's the next dollar going to come from, 
that's what you're going to see forever um, sure. because that's what you're attracting to you. That's true. I mean, also a lot of us, when it comes to like paying bills, we usually have like negative energy, negative thought, negative reaction toward paying bills. And again, that can contribute to the fact that you're only paying bill and you don't have much coming in instead of being appreciative or, you know what, I'm giving it to you. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and, and, and honestly, uh, you know, if, if most of us thought about it, you know, 95% of the world out there has next to nothing. So, I mean, there's a lot to be grateful for, no matter what your situation is. Um, you see it every day with people that have, you know, certain disabilities that are doing things. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why can I, I, I can never complain again. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot forever complaining because look what they've made of their life and, and what they had to go through to get there. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, going back to the, the vision, the other side of it is, 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 um, when you're building your business, especially if it's an online business, one of the things that you can do is you don't have to hire employees to get your business out there. There's something called affiliates. Um, mm. and if you have a very strong business with a very strong business plan and, and, Again, I would not go into business until you make sure, verify that your product or service that you're looking to do is wanted or needed out there. Because just because you think it's great doesn't mean, you know, if you build it, they will come. If, right. if, if, if you know, if uh, others don't see it, then you're going to have this great widget in your mind. But to the rest of the world, nobody's interested in it. So do a little research and make sure that what you're looking to do is something people would be attracted to, you know, to either buying or participating in or whatever. Um, but then you can create, you can create an affiliate program where you can get people who are looking to make extra money, believe in what you're doing and you pay them, you know, a percentage of everything that they bring in. Their job is to sell it to the client. Your job is to do basically everything else, perform the product or the service and they get paid, you know, they get their paid their percentage whether it's forever, whether it's for a period of time, depending on your business, but it's a great way to, you know, get people out there talking to other businesses about your business. Nice. I love, I love the affiliate um, idea. I've seen a lot of coaches also use that in a way when they have a webinar coming up, they have, you know, other coach um, advertising for them. And I mean, instead of paying for ads, <laughs> You just, we kind of helping each other out, which is actually really good. I love that. Well, you're, you're helping somebody else be, and this is actually an idea for those that really don't have a whole lot of financial resources. Maybe you start as somebody's affiliate because frankly, you are being entrepreneurial by being an affiliate because they don't have any say over you. You're, you know, it's your hours, it's your clients that you work with. Um, it happens to be their platform product or service that you're selling, mm -hmm. um, but it's still all up to you. So uh, maybe you start as an affiliate. Um, I do my program a little differently. Mine's not open to the world. I'm interested in people who are looking to make an impact and do certain things. And I'm also looking for people who are looking to make, you know, I, I try to find all my affiliates. I want them to make at least a hundred thousand dollars a year. So a lot of affiliate programs people will participate in and they're making $20 a year. Um, so, you know, it's more about making the money from it rather than solving a business's problem or whatever. So, mm. um, 
So find something you're passionate about. And, 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 you know, speaking of passion, if you're not passionate about what you're looking to do in business, don't do it or find something else. That's true. We're, we're spending half of our day, at least in my case, sometimes a lot more than half my day on, yes. on work, on business. And if you're not passionate about it, then you just kind of wasted your life away, in my opinion. So yeah. And uh, that's also another um, thing that people had in mind when they start a business right away. They can just go off like do nothing. I'm just going to work two hours today. And then that's it. Not realizing that if you're so passionate about it, next thing you know, you're like 15 hours deep. It doesn't, it doesn't even seem like it's work because you love, you genuinely appreciate and love what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, it's Saturday afternoon. We're on a podcast. I've been, I've been in my, my office working for the last, I think, uh, four plus hours on some things. We just, uh, invented a, a new platform actually nice. sort of invented is, is the key word. We, we created something that really doesn't exist out there. So we're kind of excited about it, but, um, you know, it's Saturday and I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, so true. I mean, I've been up since like four 30 this morning. So oh, it's like, cool. Hey, it doesn't even seem, I, I'm not even tired because everything that I've been doing, I've pretty much been doing it because I really enjoyed doing it. So even waking up in the morning, it didn't feel so hard. I woke up before my alarm because I was so excited about the project that I had going on today. Now I had to take break, take care of my kids and all that, but. <laughs> right. And, and you know what family, you know, family should be at the, the top of the priority list. Yes. But, uh, uh, but I will say, you know, once your kids start seeing you enjoying the work that you're doing, uh, it's not nearly as, you know, a bad situation as you working all these hours and they see that you're miserable working all these right. hours. So um, I, that's when you start developing your children into entrepreneurs. Both of my kids are full-time artists. They followed their passion. Uh, mm -hmm. My oldest just turned 30, but he, uh, Art Basel, which is probably the largest art show in the world now, probably the most important art shows down in Miami area. He's been selling his art there in our basil for since he was age 20. So wow. yeah, he's following his passion. Now my youngest who just graduated college, he's doing his art as well. One, because he can't find a job because of COVID and what he's looking to do. So he's, he's uh, selling his art, he's painting and so forth. Yeah. And both of them are super successful and extremely talented, but they're following their passion, Jeez. which is, you know, I love. I love that. I feel like this is also what I'm trying to get my kids to do. Hey, what do you like to do? Do it and do it well, no matter what it is, as long as you enjoy what you're doing. Exactly. That's exactly. True. And you'll never work a day in your life if you're doing something you love. So true. It doesn't, it's not going to be work because it's almost like, hey, let's go play. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, if it, there's certain businesses you can kind of make, you know, I have three e-commerce stores. I don't really, I don't advertise them. Mm. I don't even spend any time with them. They're pretty much automated, but uh, two are a fashion store and one is a dog store. And it's kind of a game to me. I wake up in the morning and all of a sudden there's, I see in the computers, there's orders from around the world right. that I have no idea how they found me because I, I honest God, don't advertise the, the businesses. Somebody, somebody, you know, told me I really should be into that. And I told them I wasn't interested and I didn't know how to do it. And he showed me and I'm like, this is really cool. And a portion of everything we do goes to charity. So again, it, it, mm -hmm. it ties into my original business that, that there is a charitable aspect to it. So, nice. um, but it's, it's fun. It's a game, you know, it's like Christmas every morning. 
<laughs> That's I love it. It's like Christmas every morning. That's true. So again, once you are, let's say you see your success, how can you help other be successful, successful as well? Well, that is that is one of my passions, and and and, and I I you know I wish more entrepreneurs were the entrepreneurs were the same way because um, I think a lot of them you know it's still about them and their business. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big believer in uh, once you've figured it out because you've got to figure it out for yourself. You've got to be and success is different to every person. You know, somebody making a billion dollars is different than somebody making a hundred thousand. Somebody may be thrilled making ten thousand dollars. Money's not what determines success. It's you know, in my in my you know, in my heart, it's about am I enjoying myself? You know, am I living in abundance? And am I making an impact? That's that's kind of my definitions of success. But once you figure it out for yourself as an entrepreneur, you have the ability to show other people how to do it, whether you bring them on as your affiliate, which I have done. Um, That's my affiliate program is I'm helping people who kind of want to do what I'm doing, but now they don't have to go reinvent the wheel. They don't have to spend buku money to create a business. Right. They don't have to go through all that I did but they can make as much as they want to make and they can do it, you know, with passion because they're doing something that they enjoy doing, you know, Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm not interested in having them. I mean, if they're just doing it for the sake of doing it, you know, that's never a good situation, but if they love what we're doing, then they're their own entrepreneur. And, and, and I, you know, I dedicate myself because I don't have millions of them. I don't want millions of them. I want to focus for a period of time until they get it all down mm-hmm. in making them successful. And then they can make as frankly, as much as they want to make. Exactly. Um, um, you know, there's not too many, <laughs> I, I, this new platform, um, I'm guessing in about a week's worth of work, uh, my affiliates will make about $15,000 a year. So wow. for every community they, they work in, and it really should take no more than a week to, to fill up what we're doing mm. so they can go from one community to the next, how many communities in this country? Oh, 10, my, God. oh um, my God. Oh my God. You know, even if it was, even if it was a month, let's just say it took a month. Let's just say on the, on the downside, on the, on the, uh, the worst case scenario, it took a month to do it. Um, you're making $15,000 of, of annual revenue. It's, it's billed monthly. So that's why I'm saying it's annual, but it's forever. So, you know, this month you did this community, you, most people typically have 10, you know, 10 or 20 communities within driving distance of right. them that they, so every month they work on a different community, all of a sudden now they're making, you know, 150 to $200,000 a year, having fun doing it, right. um, really no stress, and they can stop if they want to. And still bring in that income as long as those clients, you know, stay on the books. Right. But with this platform, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> so that's my way of helping because, you know, the typical person that's bringing in there, that's a lot more than they ever made in their other jobs that they were stressed out and really didn't enjoy. So, right. um, so with, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's, it's not difficult to help other people achieve their dreams and aspirations. Yes. I'm big on that. I mean, I've known people, I grew up around some people who like, they have this, all the success, but it's like, they don't even tell people how to do it. You know, 
So they want everybody not to struggle the same way as they did. But that's I, I did not like that mindset, you know, growing up. And I definitely will be doing differently. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and I, I'm never one to, you know, again, in this country, not to get into politics, but again, in this country, sometimes, you know, if you're very successful, you know, mm-hmm. people are like, well, you should spend all your money on, you know, on this or on that poverty. And uh, you know what? People made their money, they earned their money, they have right. every right to determine what they want to do with it. But on the other hand, they should, and I'm not sure if I believe it's an obligation or not, because it's it really isn't, it's an internal thing, but they should give back in, in ways that they can give back. And one, as an entrepreneur, is mentoring or helping. Sharing your knowledge. Or, yeah, exactly. Or just making an impact on your community mm-hmm. through you know, either giving back or giving back with your time or whatever it may be. So uh, I think the, the world would be a whole lot better places. I, I'm a big believer in, in being an entrepreneur versus anything that exists out there. We have to earn our keep every day. Right. We don't have a contract. We don't have a salary. We don't have tenure. We don't have anything. We don't have any safety net whatsoever. Yes. We have to create value every single day. Otherwise, Nobody buys our product or services and we don't have a business. So I think being an entrepreneur is probably the most powerful um, and, and probably most attra- attractive or, or, or best type of business because you, you have to create value for someone else. Otherwise, you go out of business. True. And I wish people looked at it that way. I agree. Oh my God, Rob, this was like such an amazing conversation with you. Um, no, I, I enjoyed like- <laughs> this. This is fun. Thanks. I enjoy it really well. So I always like to keep my podcast nice and short and sweet, straight to the point, because I know our us millennial, we get distracted so easily. <laughs> um, give us one last tip for an entrepreneur. What is that? The One more thing you want to tell us. You know, I, I, um, um, I, Robin Williams had a movie. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he had a speech. He, he was, he, he grew old real fast. I, I, you've probably seen the movie before, but he said, go make your life spectacular. Um, and I just, to me, that's very entrepreneurial because we control our destiny. I don't care what your background is. I don't care whether you were born in the poorest family, whether you're born in the, the, the wealthiest family, to terrible parents, to wonderful parents, to no parents. I don't care what your background is and I really don't care what your present situation is. Your life is your life and it's your responsibility. Claim your responsibility, be responsible to yourself and go make your dreams come true, whatever they are, um, hmm. because you can do it. Some people, it's more difficult for them. You know, if you're born with a silver spoon, obviously you have more opportunities, but you also had issues that, that people that weren't that way you, that you have to deal. We all have to deal with issues. We all have our own journey. We all have our own major issues that we've gone through. So um, no excuses, no worrying about what somebody's going to do for us or do to us take responsibility for our lives, look in the mirror and say, you know what? I want better than I have now. And I want my kids to have better than, than, than they're having now and go do it. 
I believe in anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, who wants to do it right, who wants to do it with integrity, who wants to create value for other people. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. You just have to work your behind off. And then the, the end of that, that I, I bring in to go help somebody else achieve their dreams and make their life spectacular. So that's what I'll end up on. I love it. Thank you so much. Can you please tell us where we can find you? Your yeah, my, my, two, my two main companies are monkeydo.com. It's monkeydouguh.com. Um, again, we work with nonprofits and schools and youth leagues, and we would love if there's anybody listening that has a nonprofit or, or a school that wants to raise funds, we'd love to, uh, to talk to you. The other is Boost Your Business, and it's Boost, B-O-O-S-T, you are business.com. And we have a number of platforms that we're helping businesses increase their, their customers, their revenue, some really cool strategies and technology. And my email, the, probably the best one is, is rhergett, H-E-R-G-E-T, at boostyourbusiness.com. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun and I'm hoping to have you again very soon. I would love to come back on. We'll talk again and I appreciate it. And I hope uh, everybody that's listening, I wish you the best with whatever you decide to do. Nice. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode today and thank you for joining me. Remember that you can join me on Instagram at Coach Sophie James for more tips and tricks on how to stay balanced, organized, and how you can turn your ideas into a business. I am your host, Sophie. Stay tuned.